بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله يسر مكتبة الموحدين في البحر الكاريبي أن تقدم لكم محاضرة مترجمة إلى الإنجليزية بإذن الله بعد الدرس بعنوان حالة من عنده مرض نفسي وطريقة التعامل مع من أصيب به لفضيلة الشيخ عبد الله صلصيق الضفيري حفظه الله تعالى وهذا في يوم الأحد الثاني من ذي الحجة 1437 هجري الموافق الرابع من سبتمبر 2016 ميلادي Mohadeen Publications is pleased to announce a lecture titled The State of the One Afflicted by Mental Sickness and How the Muslim Should Behave with Them. For our beloved Sheikh, Sheikh Abdullah ibn Salfiq al-Dafiri, and that's on Sunday, the 2nd of the Hijjah, 1437 Hijri, corresponding to the 4th of September. 2016 Miladi and the translation will follow after the lecture is finished in Arabic. فليتفضل مشكورا مأجورا. الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد أخواني وأخواتي في الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. وبعد فإنه يطيب لي أن ألقي كلمة عليكم من باب المذاكرة في دين الله عز وجل كما أمرنا ربنا حيث قال عز وجل وذكر فإن الذكرى تنفع المؤمنين وكما قال سبحانه وتعالى وتعاونوا على البر وتقوى ولا تعاونوا على الإثم والعدوان وكما ذكر نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم عندما قال الدين النصيحة قيل لمن يا رسول الله قال لله ولكتابه ولرسوله ولأمة المسلمين وعامتهم إخواني هذا العنوان الذي سمعتموه وتم اختياره لكم حالة من عنده مرض نفسي وطريقة التعامل مع من أصيب به ينبغي أيها الإخوة أن نعلم أن كل مرض يصيب الإنسان هو أولا ابتلاء من رب العالمين والواجب على المسلم أن يؤمن بقضاء الله وقدره وأن يصبر على ما قدر الله له من بلاء كما قال سبحانه وتعالى ولنبلونكم بشيء كما قال عز وجل يا أيها الذين آمنوا استعينوا بالصبر والصلاة إن الله مع الصابرين إلى أن قال تعالى ولنبلونكم بشيء من ذكر الفلاءات وذكر منها الموت والنقص في الحياة والابتلاءات ثم أتمها الله عز وجل بقوله وبشر الصابرين الذين إذا أصابتهم مصيبة قالوا إنا لله وإنا إليه راجعون أولئك عليهم صلوات من ربهم ورحمة وأولئك هم المهتدون 
قبل ذلك قال ولنبلونكم بشيء من الخوف والجوع ونقص من الأموال والأنفس والثمرات وبشر الصابرين فالابتلاء يقدره الله عز وجل ليبتلي العباد أي يصبرون أم يجزعون فالواجب على المسلم أن يكون صابرا شاكرا حامدا لله عز وجل كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عجبا لأمر المؤمن إن أمره كله له خير وليس ذلك إلا للمؤمن إن أصابته سراء شكر فكان خيرا له وإن أصابته سراء صبر فكان خيرا له وليعلم المسلم أن كل ما يحصل في هذا الكون إنما هو بتقدير الله عز وجل ثم ليعلم المسلم أيضا أنه ما أنزل الله داء إلا جعل له دواء كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم ما أنزل الله داء إلا جعل له دواء عرفه من عرفه وجهله من جهله ولا شك أيضا أن أعظم ما يتداوى به هو القرآن العظيم فإن هذا القرآن وصفه الله عز وجل بأنه شفاء وننزل من القرآن ما هو شفاء ورحمة للمؤمنين وأطلق الله الشفاء هنا ليشمل جميع أنواع الأمراض سواء كانت أمراضا جسدية أو كانت أمراضا روحية وسواء كانت الأمراض ناتجة من أمراض القلوب وهي الشهوات أو أمراض الشبهات فالقرآن العظيم شفاء ولما أصيب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بسحر قد أثر السحر فيه فيعلم من هذا أن السحر له حقيقة وأن الابتلاء يلد حتى على الأنبياء وأن الإنسان إذا لجأ إلى الله واستشفى بالقرآن رفع الله عنه هذا المرض وهذا البلاء ولذلك لما سحر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أنزل الله عليه صورة الفلق وصورة الناس فكان كلما يقرأ آية انحلت عقدة من عقد السحر حتى انفك السحروف فدل على أن القرآن شفاء وجاءت أحاديث كثيرة تبين أن القرآن وتلاوته شفاء كما حصل مع الصحابة أنهم مروا على سيد قوم قد قرطته العقرب أو الثعبان لسعه الثعبان فطلبوا راق فجاء أحد الصحابة فقرأ عليه صورة الفاتحة سبع مرات فانطلق وكأن ليس به شيء إلى غير ذلك مما ورد 
ومنها آية الكرسي ومنها قراءة سورة البقرة التي لا تبطلها الصحرة السحرة ثم ليعلم أن غالب سبب هذه الأمراض النفسية هو البعد عن الإيمان والقرآن والبعد عن التوحيد والإيمان الصادق فكلما ابتعد المرء عن ذكر الله كلما سيطر عليه الشيطان وقد وضح الله سبحانه وتعالى ذلك فإن الشيطان إذا سيطر على الإنسان زاده حزنا وهموما وأمراضا نفسية والشيطان يحرص على ذلك خاصة على المسلم ليزيده حزنا وهما وغما يقول الله سبحانه وتعالى ومن يعش عن ذكر الرحمن نقيض له شيطانا فهو له قريب ومعنى يعش عن الرحمن أي ينعمي عن آياته وتلاوة كتابه ويبتعد عن ذلك فإذا حصل من المسلم هذا الأمر قوي شيطانه وقرينه وأصبح يصيبه بالهم والأحزان والأمراض النفسية يقول ابن القيم رحمه الله تعالى والعشو عن ذكر الله أي البعد عن ذكر الله يوجب مقارنة الشيطان له وإذا قارن الشيطان للمسلم زاده أمراضا نفسية وهموما وغموما ولهذا سمي الشيطان خناسا لأنه إذا ذكر المسلم إذا ذكر المسلم ربه وسبح وهلل وأكثر من قراءة القرآن فإن شيطانه يخنث حتى يصبح كالفأر وأقل شأنا من ذلك فإذا تغيب المسلم وغفل عن ذكر الله وعن القرآن وعن التسبيح والتهليل والصلاة قوي شيطانه وتفاخم عليه وتعاظم حتى يصبح عليه كالجبل يقول الله سبحانه وتعالى واصفا الشيطان بذلك بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسوات الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس فالله سبحانه وتعالى يأمر عباده في هذه الصورة أن يستعيذوا بالله عز وجل من وسوسة الشيطان ومن الشيطان فإن المسلم إذا كأثر من الاستعاذة بالله وأكثر من ذكر الله والتسبيح والقرآن خنث شيطانه أي ضعف ولا يستطيع أن يوسوس له ويصبح عند ذلك المؤمن فرحا 
بعيدا عن الهموم والأحزان فإذا غفل عن ذكر الله وغفل عن الصلاة وغفل عن قيام الليل قوي شيطانه عليه وأصبح يوسوس في صدره وينفث في روحه روعه وينفث في أذنيه ولهذا حذرنا النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وبين لنا أسبابا كثيرة تعين على دفع الشيطان ووسوسته كما قال عز وجل في كثير من الآيات بالأمر بالاستعاذة من الشيطان الرجيم وقل ربي أعوذ بك من همزات الشياطين وأعوذ بك ربي أن يحضروا وقد علمنا الله تعالى فيما قدره كونا خطورة الشيطان وأهمية أن يحصل المسلم نفسه عنه بذكر الله وبالصيام وذلك فيما قضاه الله وقدره عند دخول شهر رمضان فإن الشياطين تصفت وتغل حتى يتمكن المسلم من عبادة ربه وقد رأى المسلمون ذلك فإن المسلمين ينشطون في رمضان إلى عبادة الله وإلى قيام الليل وإلى قراءة القرآن ويصبح المسلم في شهر رمضان أكثر فرحا وأكثر انشراحا في صدره وطمأنينة في قلبه ويتمنى المسلم لو كان العام كله رمضان وذلك ليربي الله سبحانه وتعالى عباده بأهمية أن يتسلح المسلم بالقرآن وذكره عن وساوس الشيطان ولهذا جاء في الحديث ما من عبد يصيبه هم أو حزن فيقول اللهم إني عبدك ابن عبدك ابن أمتك ناصيتي بيدك ماض في حكمك عدل في قضاءك أسألك بكل اسم هو لك سميت به نفسك أو أنزلته في كتابك أو علمته أحدا من خلقك أو استأثرت به في علم الغيب عندك أن تجعل القرآن ربيع قلبي ونور صدري وجلاء حزني وذهاب همي إلا أبعد الله حزنه وهمه وأبدل حزنه فرحا وسرورا أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وإن المسلم يجد ذلك حين يتمسك بوصية النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عندما ينام المسلم كل ليلة فإذا قرأ آية الكرسي فإنه لا يقربه الشيطان حتى يصبح كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فإذا قرأ المسلم عند نومه الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم لا تأخذه سينة ولا نوم له ما في السماوات وما في الأرض من ذا الذي يشفع عنده إلا بإذنه يعلم ما بين أيديهم وما خلفهم 
ولا يحيطون بشيء من علمه إلا بما شاء وسع كرسيه السماوات والأرض ولا يؤده حفظهما وهو العلي العظيم وأيضا إذا قرأ آخر آيتين من سورة البقرة كفتاه أي كفتاه من غلبة الشيطان وقد أخبر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لأن الإنسان إذا نام ولم يقم على صلاة إذا نام الشيطان إذا نام الإنسان ولم يذكر الله ولم ينم على وضوء فإن الشيطان يعقد عليه ثلاث عقد فإذا قام وتوضأ انحلت عقدة وإذا ذكر الله انحلت عقدة وإذا صلى انحلت العقد كلها وأما إذا لم يفعل ذلك فإنه يصبح كسلان خبيث النفس هذا يدل على فضل قراءة القرآن وفضل ذكر الله عز وجل المقصود أن هذه الأمراض النفسية التي تصيب الناس اليوم إنما سببها ضعف الإيمان وعدم تحقيق الإيمان حقا بالقضاء والقدر وعدم بدل الأسباب في دفع وساوس الشيطان وانشغال الناس بالمحرمات والمعاصي فإنها من أكبر أسباب مداخل الشيطان وإضعاف نفوس المسلمين وكثرة الوساوس والأمراض النفسية فالواجب على المسلم إذا أراد أن ينجي نفسه من هذه الأمراض أن يكون محافظا على الصلوات الخمس كما قال عز وجل يا أيها الذين آمنوا استعينوا بالصبر والصلاة إن الله مع الصابرين ثم عليه أن يكثر من قراءة القرآن يتلوه آناء الليل وآناء النهار وعليه بقيام الليل وكثرة السجود والتسبيح والتهليل والاستغفار وكثرة الدعاء إلى الله سبحانه وتعالى وأن يجعل وقته في فراغه وفي جميع أحواله ذاكرا لله عز وجل سبحان الله الحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله عليه كذلك أن يحافظ على الأذكار في الصباح والمساء وهي معروفة مكتوبة يجدها المسلم في كتب الحديث وكتب الأدعية عليه أن يحافظ على أذكار النوم عليه كذلك بكثرة قراءة كتب التوحيد فإن الإنسان إذا قوي توحيده وقوي عقيدته وتوكله على الله فإن الله عز وجل يدفع عنه كل أذى وكل وسوسة ويرفع عنه هذه الأمراض التي تحزنه وتزيد همه وغمه أسأل الله سبحانه وتعالى أن يجعلني وإياكم من المؤمنين الموحدين الذين يعملون صالحا ويستقيمون على السنة والله أعلم وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد بارك الله فيك يا شيخ
جزاكم الله كل خير حياكم الله حياكم الله السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمه الله وبركاته طيب الشيخ حفظه الله after saying he said he started by saying all praises due to Allah the Lord of the worlds and peace and blessings upon Muhammad his family and his companions thereafter my dear brothers and sisters assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh it makes me happy that I give you a word or advice or give a talk upon you from the way of remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala said, O oh Muhammad, so remind one another, verily reminder benefits the believers. And also said in the Quran and cooperate upon birr and taqwa and do not cooperate, do not cooperate upon enmity and transgression billah. As our our Prophet said, Addinu Nasiha, religion is advice. They asked to who, O Messenger of Allah, he said to Allah, his books, his messengers, and the leaders of the Muslims and the laymen. So my dear brothers and sisters, this title that have been, or the title that you have just heard before the lecture regarding what to do with those who have a, a psychological sickness or a psychological illness and how to deal with those that have been afflicted with that. It's a must to learn that every sickness comes to mankind is nothing but a test from Allah, the Lord of the worlds. And what is a must upon every Muslim to believe in the pre-decree of Allah and the destiny that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have destined for him or her. And be patient upon what Allah have destined for him of whatever calamity it is going through. As our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala said, as our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala said, for you who believe, seek, assistance with patience and prayer verily Allah is with those who are patient and we will test you with something of fear and hunger and deficiency in wealth till the end of the ayat until we get the proper translation and here the Sheikh said our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned some of the calamities or some of the testing that a man, the human being may go through and he concluded that with death in itself as well as deficiency in this life whether this in provisions or health or wealth and so on then he completed that by saying and glad tidings for those who are patient as I said in the ayah those who have been afflicted with a calamity they would say to Allah we're to Allah we return subhanahu wa ta'ala as ayat continue verily upon them is prayers from the Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala and a mercy and verily those who are the guided so when it comes to ibtila or calamity or testing that Allah have destined for any of his slaves to test one of his slaves or all of his slaves they must be patient 
and they must persevere upon that patience so they would not be fear or deviate from the sunnah of Muhammad You as a believer must be patient as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned for, from these ayats above or the meaning of these ayats that we mentioned and you must be praiseworthy to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thankful for the testing that you had to go through. Again, in the correct translation of this ayat, which is in Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah 2, verse 155. And certainly, we shall test you with something of fear, hunger, loss of wealth, lives, and fruits. But give glad tidings to a sabirin, the patient, who, when afflicted with calamity, they say, truly to Allah we belong, and truly to Allah we shall return. There are those on whom are the salawat that is are blessed and will be forgiven from the Lord and they are those who receive his mercy and it is they who are the guided ones. So as I stated in the ayat again as we read from the Noble Quran the Sheikh continued by saying and also our Prophet said Amazing is the condition of the believer. If Allah commanded him with good, and if Allah afflicted him with evil, and this is nothing but for a believer, and this will not happen except for or to a believer, according to the hadith that the Shaykh quoted. If the believer is afflicted with good, he's thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if the believer afflicted with Evil or a calamity, he is patient with that calamity. And we all know, as the Sheikh said, everything that happens in this universe is only by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the pre decree of Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not make or create rather any disease except that He made a cure for it, according to the hadith of the Prophet. In which it concludes by saying, those know or those act upon who knows the, the cure and those who are ignorant of that cure. How can I say that improper? Again, I correct the translation by saying, it is known for those who have known it. And it is not known for those who are ignorant of it. Allah Ta'ala A'lam. And no doubt that the best medicine is the Qur'an, is the speech of Allah. As Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala described the Qur'an that it is a cure for every disease. And He Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala have revealed in the Qur'an what is a cure and a mercy for the believers. And he created the cure to include all of the disease, whether those illnesses or diseases are bodily diseases or physical diseases or spiritual diseases, whether these illnesses are a result of the sickness of the hearts, like matters of desires, or as a result of the sicknesses of the chest, as in the matters of doubtful matters. Or shabuhat. 
So the mighty and the glorious Quran, the noble Quran, is a cure for every disease. So much so that when our Prophet ﷺ was afflicted with magic, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala permitted that magic to affect him and taught him. As the Sheikh said, and we learn from that rather, that the magic is true. And the calamity can be upon even the prophets and the messengers. So our Prophet ﷺ, as he was told by his by his Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was seeking the cure from the Quran and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raised that magic from him or took it away from him. This is why this is why when our Prophet sallallahu was afflicted with that magic, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again revealed upon him Surah Al-Falaq and Surah Al-Nas. So every time he recited one of the verses from Surah Al-Falaq, Al-Falaq, one of the knots of that magic was undone. And he kept reciting from Surah Al-Falaq and Surah Al-Nas Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam until all of that magic was completely gone from him Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So that indicated that Quran is a shifa, Quran is a cure. And so many hadith of the Prophet ﷺ came indicating so. Also we learn from the Sahaba, the companions of Muhammad ﷺ, may Allah be pleased with them all, that in one of those instances when they were passing by some people and their master or the leader was afflicted by a sting of a scorpion and in some narrations the bite of a snake. So they asked somebody to make ruqya on him. And one of the companions, may Allah be pleased with them all, came forward and recited Surah Al-Fatiha, the opening of the Quran, seven times upon the leader of those people. And the man got up after he got stung and after he was very sickly, he got up, stood up literally as if nothing has happened to him. Also, what has been narrated from the way of Muhammad Sallallahu and revealed upon him is Ayat Al-Kursi. Or the verse of the throne, which is verse 255 in Surah Al-Baqarah in the second chapter of the Quran. Also, Surah Al-Baqarah as a whole, the second chapter of the Quran, the chapter of the cow, cannot be nullified or cannot be, or ca the magicians rather, as the Sheikh put it, the magicians cannot nullify that Surah by the permission of Allah. Then we learned that there's normally, or the majority, rather the majority of people being affected with psychological illnesses or disease is the fact that the believers are far from the matters of Iman, they're far from Quran and matters of Tawheed. The more a human being is far from the Quran, the more the shaitan will overcome him. The more the shaitan will increase him in sadness, in calamities, and in psychological illnesses. Especially when it comes to the matters, or especially when it comes to a Muslim. Especially with the Muslims, because the shaitan want nothing for a Muslim except increase him in sadness and other illnesses. 
as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran what it means and whoever turns away from the remembrance of Ar-Rahman we will assign to him a shaitan so we will become a qareen or a companion for him as the ayah states whoever stays away from reciting the Quran regularly or remembering the Quran and the speech of Allah if that happens to a Muslim then the shaitan becomes stronger upon him or his shaitan becomes stronger upon him and his qareen, his companion from the devils will become stronger upon him and he will be afflicted with sadness and calamities and different illnesses of psychology and so on. As Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah mentioned and being far from the remembrance of Allah will necessitate the companionship of the shaitan. In other words, being far from the remembrance of Allah will make it compulsory to have a companion from the shaitan and if the shaitan becomes a companion to a Muslim he will increase him in all kind of illnesses especially psychological illnesses and in sadness and other disease this is why also the shaitan was called in the Quran Al-Khannath. Al-Khannath, for the lack of a better word, the one that dwindles away. Because if a believer, if a Muslim saying Subhanallah or La ilaha illallah, if a believer regularly or increases of reciting the Quran and listening to the Quran, his shaitan will keep dwindling and getting smaller and smaller so much so he may become the size of a mouse or maybe less as the Sheikh said but if the Muslim but if the Muslim is heedless and not doing what he's supposed to be doing then his shaitan will become stronger upon him and gets bigger and bigger so much so he may become the size of a mountain on him as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in Surah An-Nas Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim and the Shaykh quoted the whole surah and just for the benefit I'm going to read the translation as is Say I seek refuge with Allah the Lord of the mankind the King of mankind the Ilah the God of mankind from the evil of the whisperer that is devil who whispers evil in the hearts of men who withdraws from his whisperings in one's heart after one remembers Allah, who whispers in the breasts of mankind, of jinn and men. As a Shaykh Allah, after quoting the whole surah, Surah An-Nas, which is the last chapter in the Quran, he said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is commanding his slaves to seek refuge with him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, from shaitan al-rajim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is commanding his slaves to seek refuge from the whisperings of the shaitan and the shaitan itself. So if the Muslim increases in seeking refuge with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his shaitan will become weak and will have very little if nothing of no effect on him. And he will not be able to whisper to him or her. And the Muslim will become happy, far from any sadness, or any calamity but again if the Muslim is heedless of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
if the Muslim is heedless of the prayer, if the Muslim is heedless of standing up the night as much or as little as he can or she, he or she can do, then the shaitan will increase upon him and will keep whispering into his spirit and his chest and his breasts and his ears. This is why our Prophet wasallam warned us about the shaitan and told us what it takes to keep the shaitan at bay and showed us the reasons that will help us to push that shaitan away from us and his whisperings. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in so many of the ayat in the Quran on how to seek refuge from the shaitan. For amongst those ayat and he said subhanahu wa ta'ala and say, O Muhammad, my Lord, I seek refuge with you from the whisperings of the shayateen and I seek refuge with you that they would be present. And we also learned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have decreed out of his universal decree upon mankind, all of mankind, to show us the dangers of the shaitan and how to keep him at bay with things like fasting, for example. As we all know, when the shahr of Ramadan, when the month of Ramadan enters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will chain all the major devils, the shayateen, until the Muslim so much so that the Muslim or so the Muslim can worship his Lord freely without any distractions from the shaitan. As the Shaykh said, Habdallah in Ramadan, the Muslim becomes very active in all of actions of worship towards his Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. He becomes active in standing up the night with ease, walillahi alhamdu al-minna, and other than that of the actions of worship. And he becomes happier and more calm and full of tranquility to the point that the believer wishes that all of the year becomes like the month of Ramadan. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us and show us that we must arm ourselves with seek refuge from the shaitan. As is stated in some of the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu that there's not a slave that will be afflicted by sadness and say, Oh Allah, I'm the slave, the son of your slave. And I apologize, brothers and sisters, I wanted to get the whole dua out to translate it correctly, but the hadith, it's a hadith of the Prophet it's a dua, matter of fact, too. And if you give me a minute, I think I know where I, where I can find this. So I can translate that correctly. Again, apologize. Give us a minute here. Dua. 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 The dua, and I'm going to read that in Arabic for the benefit, then translate that in English by the permission of Allah. The dua actually is titled in the authentic books of hadith, Allahu A'lam, as the dua of al-ham wal-hazan. And the dua starts by saying, Allahumma inni abduk, ibn abdik, ibn amatik. O Allah, I am your slave, the son of your slave, the son of your female slave, meaning talking about the mother of the slave. Nasiyati biyadik. My forehead is in your hands. Ma'din fi hukmik. I'm walking upon 
whatever you have destined for me. Adlun fi qada'ik. And I know you are just in everything that you destined upon me. As'aluka bi kulli ismin huwa lak. I ask you by every name that is for you, O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sammayta bihi nafsik. You have named yourself with it. Aw anzaltahu fi kitabik. Or you have revealed it in your book. Aw allamtahu ahadan min khalqik. Or you have taught it any of your creation. Aw sa'atharta bihi fi ilm al-ghaybi indik. Or you kept it in the knowledge of the unseen or the unknown with you. And tajal al-Qur'an rabi'a qalbi. That you make the Qur'an the spring of my heart. Wa sadri. And the light of my chest. Wa huzni. And what it takes my sadness away. Wa hammi. And withdraws any calamity from me. And according to the hadith, as the Prophet, as, as our Sheikh mentioned, the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, and you can look that actually in Silsila Sahiha for Imam Al Albani, hadith number 199, also in Sahih al Targhib, hadith number 1822, in which the Sheikh quoted the Prophet وسلم, and he said, Whoever makes that dua, except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take away his sadness and his calamity. And exchange it instead with happiness. So we said, Oh Messenger of Allah, aren't we supposed to learn this? He said, Yes, it's a must upon you to whoever heard this hadith to learn it. It's a must upon you forever learn, heard that hadith or that dua to learn it. So our Shaykh continued by saying, The Muslim will find then. That when he holds by the advice and the will of the Prophet ﷺ, at times, for example, before bedtime, when it's time for you to go to bed every night, that if you recite Ayat al-Kursi, which is Ayah number 255 in Surah al-Baqarah, second chapter of the Quran, then the shaitan will not touch you until you wake up. And the Ayah, as translated in Surah al-Baqarah, Allahu la ilaha illa hu. Or rather, Allahu la ilaha illa huwa. None has the right to be worshipped but he. Al-Hayyu al-Qayyum. The ever-living, the one who sustains and protects all that exists. Neither slumber nor sleep overtakes him. To him belongs whatever is in the heavens and whatever is on, is on earth. Who is he that can intercede with him except with his permission? He knows what happens to them his creations or his creation in this world and what will happen to them in the hereafter and they will never compass anything of his knowledge except that which he wills. He, subhanahu wa ta'ala, is his kursi rather, extends over the heavens and the earth and he feels no fatigue in guarding and preserving them and he is the most high, the most great, subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's verse 255 in the second chapter of Quran, Surah Al-Baqarah. So after the Shaykh read the whole ayah, he said, you read this every night before you go to bed and you will be protected all night until you wake up. And if you read the last two ayat from Surah Al-Baqarah, the last two verses from Surah Al-Baqarah, it will suffice you, according to the hadith of the Prophet it will suffice you from the transgression of the shaitan. So if a man or a woman is about to go to bed, 
and did not establish any salah and did not remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and did not make wudu the shaitan will tie three nuts upon him then when the believer wakes up and makes wudu one of those knots will be undone and then when he, he or she remembers Allah the second knot will be undone and if he made salah whatever salah of the time that is then then by the permission of Allah the last of those knots will be undone but if he did not do so then he will wake up every morning lazy full of sadness or just overcome by matters of the dunya that are not necessary to deal with at the time so what we mean by that as the Shaykh said that all of these psychological illnesses the main reason of which is weakness in Iman and not fulfilling the true Iman in the pre-decree of Allah in Al-Qada Al-Qadr and not taking the effort in pushing away the reasons and the whispers of the shaitan and being busy with reasons of the dunya and sin all of the above will lead to the weakness of the soul of the Muslim and will lead to so much whisperings of the shaitan upon the believer this is why it's a must upon us to persevere upon the five daily salah and make sure we do him on time as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran O you who believe istainu, seek assistance by being patient and being upon the prayers till the end of this ayat and also upon the believer to always make sure to recite as much Quran as he or she is able to and listen to it as much as he can also upon the believer to mention and remember Allah as much as possible and to supplicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even at, at any given time or any even given place and make all of your free time in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by saying subhanallah walhamdulillah wala ilaha illallah wallahu akbar wala hawla wala quwwata illa billah it's upon you to persevere upon the remembrance of the day and night, the adhkar of the morning and the adhkar of the evening. As has been written in the books of hadith, the Shaykh mentioned Havadahullah, and the books of ad'iyah or the books of supplications. And persevere upon the adhkar of sleep before you go to bed, bidnillahi ta'ala. It's also upon the believer to recite as much as you can from the books of Tawheed and the books of monotheism because if your Tawheed gets strong and your Aqeedah gets strong and your reliance upon Allah is stronger verily Allah will push away any harm and any whisperings from you and all of the disease that mankind may be afflicted with or may be suffering from will go away from you I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who are upon Tawheed and to make us from those who are upon Iman, those who do righteous actions and good deeds. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Anything that I said as a translator that's not that's correct rather is only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and anything that I said that is not correct is only from myself and or from the shaitan. And as I translate again, I remind you as the Sheikh mentioned in his lecture, 
please go back to the books of hadith and books of ad'iyah or supplications that's authentic and look up all the different ad'iyah that the shaykh have mentioned, hafidhahullah.